And we're back. Getting ready to get into this fight talk, and it's uh, it was a pretty pretty interesting weekend. Mm-hmm. There was a uh, quite a number of notable fights, um, and some uh, some new stars. Yeah, you could yeah. Some new stars were born over the weekend, and we actually had the privilege of uh, introducing some uh, some new, some new fight fans as well. No, I think uh, that's. I was generally surprised at that. that uh, let's get into it. Um, my uh, sister-in-law, mm-hmm. I guess she never watched UFC. Her and her husband, I guess. Maybe they, I mean, of course, at this point, everyone has heard of UFC, but mm-hmm. no one's, you know, not everyone is watching. So it was generally a good experience to have to introduce someone to it, and they actually really enjoyed it. Yeah, like I could see the excitement in her face. You know, she wanted to. She was interested into it. You know, it was. She was yeah. de- definitely. And it was a card that was like it wasn't like the, it wasn't it wasn't a spectacular card like no she hasn't even she doesn't even know what she's missing you know she hasn't even seen the great stuff yet you know mm-hmm. what I mean but it was still enjoyable to her she still enjoyed the fights and you know the I could see also that she enjoyed the buildups like she she was paying stories, attention yeah. she was paying attention to the announcers and everything the announcers said mm-hmm. you know in terms of you know the fighters and the backstory all and the backstory she was, she was paying attention to everything which surprised me even more so than her husband which. You know, I was like, you know, you think, you know, it'd be more of a guy's thing, but, you know, it was definitely a solid experience introducing someone to UFC and they're having a good time with it, so. Yeah. So much so that she even wants to come back next week for for the Sevchenko card. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be fun as well, because those, those have two championship fights, so she's going to see some high-caliber caliber fighting, you know. But anyway. They both will, yeah, so this going to be cool. Um, probably getting, uh, getting them on the... The pick'em pick game. Yeah. That, I think that's where they, they, they'd have the more fun with that. Come in, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. To start making their picks, start following fighters, and, and that's where the fun is, man. I mean, sports like when it comes to like fight sports, it, it's all about the you know the backstories of the fighters and mm-hmm. the build up and you know all the drama and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That makes a fight. That that, that that gives you the yeah. You know the, the heart racing and the butterflies when the when the fights are starting. It's because you know what's on. You, you actually know what's on the line as opposed to just yep. yeah. Just seeing two guys fight, but but um, but this week's card, um, of course, the main event was uh, you know, Paul Felder stepping in, um, five days notice, to fight um, Rafael dos Anjos. Um, which you know, Paul Felder hats off to him, you know, coming out of retirement, coming out of retirement and going, you know, stepping in five days notice to save the card, to save the card. Well, let's build our way up to there. Um, the prelims for the the, the card itself, um. Anything notable on there that you would, uh... Um, well, I mean... It was okay. Well, I mean, it was okay. There was some, yeah. some decent fights on there. Um, Dante Mize against Mayers, or whatever is how you pronounce his name, against Rock Martinez. Yeah. It was an alright fight. Um, he's a pretty, pretty, pretty tall guy. He's a pretty tall guy. He's a big guy. He's a big heavyweight, but he, he tired quick. He tired quick, and his... His boxing wasn't the best, in my opinion. Well, yeah. I mean, this heavyweight fight, so it's kind of expected. But I think with some cleaner boxing, he could have. He could have, you know. He looks the part. He could be. Yeah. He looks like he could be a you know dangerous guy in, in the division, but you know, still got some work to do. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, we'll see what comes of him. He, he got a win. That's all that matters. Alex Morano, who's a UFC vet, you know, got a win as well against Reese McKee, who, if most people remember, Reese McKee was the last guy. Well. 
second to last guy to fight uh, to fight Hamzat and got destroyed. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was his opportunity to you know redeem that, but he seemed a little. He, he's a bit green still. He's still yeah. They were kind of building him up that he wasn't a slut, but mm. when you look at him, you can you can tell that he he, he has skill. He has a skill, but he is he, experience he's, he's lacking. He's very eager. Mm-hmm. Especially since his, the last fight, I guess he wanted to, you know, really. Well, yeah. and, and he's tough. One thing he definitely has is heart. He, tough kid. Because he was getting beat and he was just taking it and he was keep, keep coming. coming. Yeah, I mean, the right side of his face, just from right hands alone, were just. It was the left side of his face, just from right hands alone, were just. Mm-hmm. Just completely right. He was like two faced almost. Yeah. He was getting pieced up on that one side, but he kept coming. Hats off to him. Um. Yeah, what else there? The, have, the Ronda Marcos fight against um, Morata. Um, yeah. I mean, it was an okay fight. I mean, Marcos, unfortunately, is like. I, I'm not even sure why she's only UFC. Now she's ten and eleven. Ten oh. wins, eleven losses. It's like. It's it's time to give her the papers. I'm sorry. I think, and I think the reason why she saw that because maybe that division just needs. Yeah. You know, it's a stronger division for, for women, so it's it's one of the lighter weight divisions, and I get it. It, it needs not only people in there, but notable people. She, she's a name still. Mm, she's from the Ultimate Fighter and all that, so but, you can you remember her name. But you know, unfortunately, I, it's not like she's she she can make it in other organizations. Definitely, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But the caliber of, of of women fighters these days is it's. A lot higher than it used to be. Mm-hmm. And she's still not old. She hasn't, you know, upped her game to the point where she can compete, uh, be competitive at these divisions. So maybe it may, it may be the end of the road for her, but you know, we'll see. Unfortunately, this card, a lot of fights got canceled. Yeah. Which is something we didn't, we didn't talk about, but there was a lot of notable fights that I wanted to see, and they got canceled, which is unfortunate. But yeah, due to COVID and due to, you know, there were some other un- medical un- yeah, yeah. un-COVID related. But moving along, um, in the main card, there was a... The youngest fighter. Two of the youngest fighters in the UFC, mm-hmm. and the youngest and one of the youngest, you know, fighting each other. Corey McKenna 21. against uh, Kay Hansen, and it was a very competitive fight. I, I thought I thought Kay might have... Yeah, I was actually rude for Kay, uh, Hansen, Kay Hansen. Uh, I don't know, her, her attitude, she, she, she kind of reminds me of kind of like a Rousey almost. Mm. She has a bit of an attitude to her in a mm-hmm. sense, and... She had know. some spunk. Yeah, she's yes, exactly. She's spunky and she has a yeah, cool, you know, sleeve arm tattoo. Mm-hmm. She looks like, apart. Yeah. yeah, she looks apart. But Corey McKenna was is no joke. She's you remember tough. from the contender series. I remember from the contender series, yeah. And she was tough then, and she's still tough now. She's she's no joke. She she's she's young. She doesn't look like a fighter when you see her, but she throws hands she's and, and, and yeah. they connect. And they they both they both got some grappling prowess as well, which mm-hmm. I was surprised. Yeah, it's good to see. I mean. The, both of these girls, you can, you can definitely look forward to seeing their next fights because they're they're, they're going to be mm-hmm. contenders in a strawweight division. Um, for example, any, any one of the any one of them against Ronda Marcos, you know. Yeah, they're beating her, hands down for sure. So they were um, in the same division, aren't they? Yeah, strawweight. Yeah. yeah. And then um, sort of catchweight bout with um, Sean, Sean Strickland against yeah, Brandon Allen. Uh, KO. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, he, he he, pretty much be, pieced him up on the feet. Mm-hmm. Um, second round rolled around, and you know he pretty much stopped him standing. It was kind of like a TKO 
Yeah. Ask, but you know, he, he, he there was no more need <laughs> to be done. You know. Yeah, he was he was just getting them. Referee just had to stop. It was like, yeah, he's not defending really. Mm-hmm. Then I had another women's strawweight fight. You know, had a lot of women fights on this card. Um, Ashley Yoder against uh, Miranda Stranger Granger. Stranger Granger, which um, it was an okay fight. Mm-hmm. Nothing too, you know, perhaps because you know, it was pretty close. They both were pretty evenly matched. Um, Yoder just wanted more and, and just kept mm-hmm. outworking her, especially on the ground too as well. So. You know, it kind of reminds me of um, Van Zandt in the sense that very attractive, but, you know, has some semblance of skill maybe. Mm-hmm. Hopefully she doesn't f- go down the same path as Van Zandt in, in terms of just getting by on looks. Well, what, what is her, um, her fight? Uh, I don't know. Don't care. You t- you're telling me you don't care to see Pedro not fight Bare Knuckle? I mean, I, I, I don't want her to, but if she's doing it, I'll watch her. <laughs> sure. I, I, I don't recommend that she does it, but... Just to see what happens. I mean, she's, it's uh, like watching a car crash. I, I, I mean, yeah, you want to see it, but no, I don't know if I want to see it. Yeah, I hear you, but you know, we'll see. Then, of course, uh, fight of the night. Well, no, well, actually, no, I wouldn't say fight of the night. No, I wouldn't say fight of the night, but performance of the night. Definitely KO of the night. Abdul Razak Al Hassan, who is one of my favorite up and comer fighters. That yeah, we're looking forward to seeing him. Looking forward to seeing thing. him, but. Uh, he got knocked. He bumped up. into Kaylin Chaos Williams, and we have a star. We definitely have a star on our hands. And Mr. Williams here, Mr. Chaos, Chaos Williams. Williams. That um, I must say, despite the performance, I must say I'm impressed with him overall. When I get into it, you can tell that he prepared for this. And I think there's something to be said about that. Because Kalen Williams, like, from the, the time he, he came out, you know, you can see his attitude, you can see his demeanor and everything. Mm-hmm. You can tell he's ready to fight. You know, he was mean mugging and doing the whole thing, and I was like, mm, you know what? I hope you win, because, you know, he's <laughs> kind of going out on a lot. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then he starts the guy. And then even, like, you know, his, his interview afterwards and everything... You can tell that he, he he knew he was gonna be there, and then even afterwards when he's doing the, the post fight press conference, he's you know he's in a suit and everything you know doing the whole. He looks like a legit UFC fighter. That UFC fighter that's that's at the top of the you know top contender, and it, it just it seemed to me like he really prepared for this, mm-hmm. not just the fight but everything else on the outside of it, which is good. Yeah, because it, it builds his brand. I mean, it speaks to his confidence. We talk about you know you know your sister in law you know. Mm-hmm. Checking out the fight. She, she loved it. She, yeah, she, she's a chaos fan now, and mm-hmm. this is his, this is his breakout. And now now he has a, a new fan. You know that that's like someone that's there's so many other fighters outside of chaos that she doesn't even know of. Yes, that are way better fighters and that are, that are you know mm-hmm. the, the household names, if you will. But she knows him. She knows him now, and it just goes to it speaks to you know preparation. I mean, regardless of. Of what you you know whether he actually prepared or whether it you mm-hmm. know from from my vantage point, looking at the execution of not only his fight but his, his the way he carries up afterwards, it just shows a you know the, the old adage is you know, a good friend of ours, but proper planning prevents poor performance. Mm-hmm. Prior proper planning prevents poor, poor performance, which is 
a mouthful, but if you really take it into consideration, it, it speaks to how it doesn't matter what you got to do, whatever the task is at hand, mm-hmm. just take a little time to prepare. Get get your ducks in a row. Get, get all, you know, everything lined up as though you're, you know, as though you know what the outcome is going to be. Yeah. You're taking the outcome in faith, yes, but prepare it and going about it as though it's already done and that you're already, you know, this this star, if you will, just using him as an example. It's kind of like, you know, like kind of faking it that you make it kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. But it's a little bit more than that. It's not just doing it and in, in your 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 mind, you're thinking that you're faking it. You know, it's... You could tell by the way he carried himself. He, he knew, like, yeah, this is this is him now. This is... Mm. He is a UFC star. That, that's what he carried himself. And he, he, he made himself to be... He just kind of came to fruition. Mm-hmm. And I think... Because you look at a lot, of, a lot of fighters, they wait till they, they do the work and they and get then things, they, And yeah. then they start slowly building themselves up. But this is a guy that you could tell he knew he was going to be here. And it just speaks to that. It's like... Mm-hmm. This is what I want to be, so I'm gonna I'm gonna be it now. I'm not mm-hmm. waiting, you know. I, I'm I'm it. I'm not yeah. going to be it. I'm it. And I just I just really enjoyed seeing that that part. But it looks like you, you get a lot of value watching fights and and paying attention to a lot of things that happen because there's a lot of like life lessons mm-hmm. that can be learned. That can be learned. But um, yeah, it was just great to see that, and that definitely gonna be a guy to to look forward to and seeing, you know. What's going to be next for him, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Then, of course, in the main event, you have none other than Paul Felder, which is Rafael Lozano, like we spoke about. And Paul Felder, I think, you know, even though it was f- short notice, even though it was five days notice and he, he did his thing, he was still a little bit emotional as well, you mm-hmm. know, because of the passing of his father and everything. They kind of touched on that and, you know, him coming out of retirement to, to, to do this fight and, you know, him shaving his beard like his father did and, you know, his mustache or whatever. But he was in shape. I mean, even though he did come in a little bit emotional. He was he was training for a triathlon, so which is no joke. So, obviously... His gas tank definitely held up, I must say. I mean, he, he it, did... It, 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 it kind of died out like a little bit at the end of the fourth mm-hmm. or fifth. And, and, of course, because, you know, it's a different... You're diff- using different muscles. Yeah. So, a lot of people don't understand that. You think, you know, gas tank is gas tank. And it, it did... It does... It does work to some degree. Yeah, it plays but, a part. But, but Rafael Desanjos uh, was making it work in terms of from the wrestling department. Yeah. And overall, I ended up getting the, vic- getting the victory uh, via decision. Yep. And uh, I think I speak for everyone in saying that every time Rafael Desanjos grappled with Felder, everyone, like, it was just like, <sighs> just, just, just let him go, let him fight. Because right? I think everyone wanted to see Paul Felder do good. Or everyone, great, everyone, wanted him, yeah, but everyone wanted him to win. And Josandos definitely did what he had to do to win the fight. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not it's, saying that Josandos yeah. couldn't beat him on the feet, but, but yeah, it was it would have been even on the feet in the sense that you know giving Paul Felder a chance to win. He did what he had to do with the grappling, with the tearing out of the arms, and the you know bringing taking him to the floor and everything. Kind of slowed Felder down, but because if he didn't do that, I think Felder could have Felder could have Felder could have you know could have could have inched him out and you know because Felder was very dangerous striking. Yeah. I mean, he has some great elbows, great spinning attacks, and in this fight, like one thing that stood out to me was his um, his intensity. Like when he was striking, he was striking with with ill intention, mm-hmm. which you know you, you don't really see from so so too, too much. 
I mean, you saw it in his, in his Barbosa fights for sure, but yeah, but it's not. Yeah, yeah. I, I know what you mean though. And and the just I mean, a lot of people you know didn't like the way he won, but you know he he said it himself is like he he was training for a grappler this fight, mm-hmm. so he was working on his grappling and and he got a striker and it's like. I guess he didn't feel as confident in his striking as he as he should because he you know, he didn't really go over a whole lot. So mm-hmm. he used what he what he yeah. intended to use. So. so it is what it is. Yep. And now of course he's uh doing some callouts. You know he's calling out Conor McGregor again. Call out Conor McGregor. Conor seems to be down with it. Yeah, that's what I understand. Yeah. But which is interesting. But a lot of people don't like it. Well, not always a lot of people, but there are some people that don't like it. Obviously, Tony Ferguson, big one of them. Dustin Poirier doesn't like it either. Speaking of which, that apparently last I checked that contract, it still has not signed. No, I, I, think, I think it's official now. It's finally signed? Okay. I think it's, yeah, it's official now. Good. Yeah, I've been, I've been keeping a close eye on it. Because uh, I was a little concerned that Poirier, like, he already signed, now Conor hasn't signed, now Conor's, he likes a call out, I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Where's this, where this heading? You know what no, I mean? Well, even in Conor's response to the call out, he said, you know, after Poirier, mm. he wants to do it. And Arya, Arya did make a good point. As far as why he called out Conor, because yeah, he said, they're, 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 he said they're, they're the only two champions in the division. They were true champions. The rest of them were interim. Or interim champions, or, you know, mm-hmm. or contenders, so. Makes sense. Khabib's gone. It's open. It's open. But is Khabib gone, though? Is Khabib gone, though? This is the concerning thing. Because mm-hmm. it's looking like Khabib. He's still in the Usada pool. One. Two. Still has his belt. Hasn't been stripped. Mm hmm. Still in the in the rankings. Still in the rankings. So, is he gone? Which, if you're if you've been following UFC for the, you know this whole COVID time and for this year actually rather, or even prior to, you know once a fighter retires, the UFC are pretty quick to strip him. The recent example, look what happened to Cejudo. The second mm-hmm. Cejudo said he retired, they booked the Yan and um yep. thing fight. Literally, this is the, the look what happened to Jones. Almost the same day. Same thing with Jones. The second you say he retired, they're booking the next fight. Mm-hmm. Just goes to show you that Khabib, he can say he retired, but UFC are, are a little hesitant. Mm-hmm. And that just goes to show you the the, when you see the a, power. Yeah, it's a cash cow. The and impact I, 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 and, that, of, and that, shows, that shows you as well how, who they value. Because someone like John Jones, you would think they would value him a lot, but they've been through enough with him in that they don't value him as much and not, not just that but not just like it's not a personal thing it's no. the, the vibe that he brings to the company exactly there's a lot there's a lot of bad press that goes along with Rondo you know from the past of course obviously yeah. and you know what, what what has he done for them lately you know what I mean exactly kind of that thing but and Cejudo did his thing I mean he saved the division and everything you know but what really talks is, is the greenbacks like Mm-hmm. Okay, what value do you really have to the company? And it's a hard thing to, to grasp because I mean, it's it's, it's you, you, can, you can so easily take it personal. It's not only that, but it's like someone like Cejudo. It's not like he didn't try to market himself. He's mm. terrible at it. But oh, so cringy. He definitely tried to market himself. You know, so it's like like looking at him. I'm like, what what did he do wrong? Really? He won fights. He tried to market himself. He, some people just don't go over it. It just is what it is. Demetrius, I, I saw a video recently on Demetrius Johnson. Like, yeah, he, he's very under. He's the most underappreciated fighter of of all time. He was a great. He has 
more Tyler Francis than anyone. He, you know, he did it without getting into any kind of trouble or anything. He did it gracefully, and then the minute he lost, they traded him off. Like, all right, see ya. They're all they're almost gonna get rid of the vision because of him. You know, and they were trying to push him into fights, and it was this is just a bad situation altogether. And it's it's sad because he's such he's, a talented guy. Yeah, he's one of the goats. People don't talk about him being a goat. He's not a UFC anymore, but. He deserves to be in the Mount Rushmore of, of, of MMA. Mm-hmm. A lot of casuals, people coming out of the UFC now don't even know who that is. Don't even know who that is. And UFC doesn't even, they don't even show him in highlight reels or anything. They just forget about him. They erase them from, yeah. the, from the storybooks. The history books, I should say. Sad. But, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping he can go through a part two in his career. I mean, it's kind of late now. He's, 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 getting, he's getting up in age now, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of it's kind of be hard to do, but he was a great guy. Yeah, I mean, for a little while, he, for, he had a little resurgence where he was must see TV. You know, he was doing like special submissions and things people haven't seen, and you know, and breaking records, of course. Uh, I don't know. Again, it's it's, it's thing one of those things. Some people just don't go over. And he was a gamer too, so he was definitely our champion. Which I'm surprised, like he didn't even. I'm surprised he wasn't as popular. I mean, I guess back then when he used to. I'm sure he still twitches, but he, it wasn't Twitch wasn't as mainstream as it is now when he used to do it. For the most part, anyway. Yeah. Obviously, it's much more since COVID started. No more people are paying attention, but it's one of those things where you know I, I wish he had a better, a better go. Yeah. Then another, uh, of course, UFC news. Um, Leon Edwards. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a bit vocal about his uh, whole situation with the UFC and his stance and, you know, him fighting mm-hmm. Hamzat, which is a, seems mm-hmm. to be a thing. Yep. Looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean, Hamzat's been that guy, that kind of the boogeyman of the division for the most part. Because it was so funny, like, before Hamzat's last fight, you know, people were still, you know, well, well, yeah, mm-hmm. his name was always coming up, you know, people were calling him out, you know, mm-hmm. wanted to see what's going on. But after he showed that he had hands... Got pretty quiet. It got really quiet. Yep, you don't hear much about people calling Hamza out. I mean, some people still kind of do, but not, not you know. I can't think of anyone that has. Because the guy showed he has knockout power. People were like, ooh, knockout power and can grapple? And, and do? I've seen his I've seen his training, but he has some solid kicks too. He hasn't got a chance to utilize them, but he has some strong body kicks that he, that he uses in training anyway, but... One of those things, man. He's but Leon Edwards seems confident. He's as confident as I've ever seen anybody. In it, in honestly, he said he can do it. Yeah, he's not. No, he does, he doesn't. He believe doesn't it seem to be worried at all. But there was somebody that wasn't seem to be worried at all. <laughs> that didn't go so well for him. Nope. So, so confidence can only take you so far. But and to be coming off of this kind of a, like a longer delay as, as he's been on, yeah, it kind of worries me. Yeah, Leon Edwards been on a little. He hasn't fought for the year, right? He hasn't fought for the year. That's going to be rough. And then jumping in there against Hamzat, well, I mean, here's what it is. Hopefully, He better be grapple ready. That's the thing. I, I don't think he is. A lot of the UK fighters, they, they don't really focus on, they focus on defensive grappling, but mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. using it, you know. So maybe, maybe Leon can land and, you know. And, you know, he's, you know, he's, Leon does have knockout power, but I don't he's not know. like starching power. No, 
It's more of a volume type thing. So it's like, I don't think Hamza means mine's getting hit, getting hit, and like once if he ever feels any kind of threatened in any way, he's gonna grapple. And can you deal with that grappling? You know, everyone has proven like they, they can. I mean, I was I was really wondering how Mershaw would have handled the grappling, but we didn't get to see I want that. To see, I want to see the Maya fight, to be honest. I don't know, yeah. The Maya fight was a fight. That's what I wanted to see. I don't know why the UFC took that away from us, but... Poor Damon Maya. Are they... It could be Maya. Maya probably was like, oh, oh, that's what he's doing. Oh, no, I'm good. <laughs> Maybe. Maya's, Maya's already gone horizontal from Mark Ward, so he's, you know... That was a long time ago. He's bounced back since then, obviously, but... Yeah. But, yeah, I mean... Hamza said, like, I, I honestly can't wait for him to fight. Yeah. Must see TV. Yep. Maybe. And again... He's not a person that's trying to market himself. He just, just goes over. He went over so well with the fans and with everybody. Mm-hmm. Just one of those guys, I mean. And, and there's so much people that want what he has, but just they, just they just don't have it. So. Yeah. I honestly can't wait for him to fight. And it's, it couldn't, I mean, it's it's a few weeks. You know, it's in December. Mm-hmm. I think it's the final fight of the year, I think. Or no, there's a... No, no, no. There's usually another coming No, there's, there's another one after yeah. that, but... Either way, can't wait for it. Yep. Another fight that I'm looking forward to. It's not the next one, but it's pretty close. So I think it's on the same card. Um, the Jack Hermanson against. Um, well, Jack Hermanson um, is fighting. The guy that fought last week. Holland. Yes. Kevin Holland. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be a good fight. Yep. Uh, it's gonna show Kevin Holland if you know if he. With a full fight camp and. And a ranked opponent. I think Hermanson's no joke, though. Nope. Hermanson has... Uh, like, the unfortunate side of it is I think Hermanson's going to grapple him out. I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of stand-up war going on. Mm-hmm. Which is not the way I want to see the fight play out, but I think that's that's his path to victory. Mm-hmm. And why not take it? 100%. Can't say I blame him, but it's going to be interesting to see. But next week, though... Next week we have uh, quite the card. Pay per view is this, I mean, from a pay per view standpoint, it doesn't have the star power that you know. I'm surprised it's a pay per view, honestly. But I mean, the, the the main card is pretty solid. I mean, granted, I, the, the 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 title fights aren't spectacular for most. Someone like me, I I definitely want to see it. There's no question about that. It's just I don't know. It's, it lacks a little star power, so I don't it think does. it's gonna get the buys. You know. Um, personally, I would have put Valentina Savchenko above. One hundred percent. That's that's completely sexist because she's the, she's definitely I mean, the bigger star. One hundred percent. But Figueredo, I mean, he. I mean, not, he's no joke. I'm not, I'm not taking yeah. anything away from him. He's they're trying to build his star, and I, I get it. Um, he's not quite there yet. Not not skill wise. He's definitely there skill wise. Mm-hmm. He is creme de la creme of a you know, of your. He is what you want to see in a Brazilian fighter. He's mm-hmm. He is it. Yep. But his his star is not over. 100%. He's not, you know. But he's taking on a guy, Alex Perez, who's... Um, no joke? Not only no joke, but he's, you know... He, he, he It may seem like he came to the UFC pretty quickly, but he's been doing this a while. Mm-hmm. He has quite the experience under his belt. He's had more fights than I figure out. So, honestly, I might be going with Perez for this one. Hmm. Interesting choice. I mean... There's still time to you know when it comes to making the picks, but mm-hmm. I might I might go with Alex Perez. 
Yeah, I mean, to go against Valentina is just stupid at this point. Of course. Opinion. Valentina, you know, in the co-main, of course, you have Valentina against um, Jennifer Maia. Jennifer Which, Maia. I'm, not, I'm not trying to, to shit on Jennifer Maia by any stretch of the imagination. Um, She's I, an okay I, fighter. Yes, but I, I mean, skill-wise, she got this title fight because she beat Calderwood, who was supposed to fight Valentina Stank, but took this fight, you know, mm-hmm. as in-between and unfortunately lost. So they gave it to Jennifer Maya instead. But to me, Jennifer Maya is she's a great grappler. You know, I don't know if she's. I don't. I don't. I don't know. And I think that they're trying to build her star power based on you know who she trains with and yes, you know because you know she's training with you know the same guys that train with same guy trained you know um, Shogun Hua and mm-hmm. Vanderlei and mm-hmm. Silver the old shooter box guys. She trains with those guys, so she's like there female, you know, mm-hmm. their new thing. I mean, she, she she was the Invicta champion, so I'll give her that. But that's, you know, it's Invicta. She has six losses on her victory, on her, on her, on her record. On her record so. So. But if you look at, you know, Valentina, Valentina is creme de la creme martial arts in general. Yes. I wouldn't fight her. So, it's going to be a tough one for, for Jennifer, and I don't think Valentina's going anywhere. Yeah. I mean, can't, I we, mean could always, we could always see an upset. She can probably grapple her out. Grapple her out, you never know. Grappler, frustrator, tie her out, slow her down. You know, anything can happen in this fight. Anything can happen. This is why we're watching. But I think it's a safe bet. Yep, definitely Valentina for sure. Then, of course, you have Mike Perry versus Tim Means. That's super interesting fight. A very interesting fight. Um, I don't know how I feel about that one. Did Mike Perry get a corner yet, or is he still doing the whole girlfriend thing? I think so. So far, it's a little girlfriend. Yeah, the guy needs help. Like, mm-hmm. somebody needs, like, you know, I don't know. Yeah. But you got to want the help, so. Um, I may pick Tim Means for that one. Yeah, I mean, it's you can't be stupid not to. Well, not that Mike Perry's any slouch or anything, but math is math. Tim Means is just a tough, overall just tough guy. Mm-hmm. And he has way more experience. I mean, mm-hmm. it's yeah. Tim Means would be the way to go for that one. Chukagian versus Chukagian's, Calvillo. you know, coming back um, against Calvillo. I mean, Calvillo was kind of on her, on her up. Mm-hmm. Chukagian kind of stagnant a little bit. She was... Mm-hmm. She was she caught. was on a bit of a down. She started, you know, mm-hmm. make a, a good comeback in her career, on the rise, and then she, you know, had the title fight, mm-hmm. loss. So now she's kind of plateauing out, I guess, again, again until she. We'll see what happens. Well, we'll see, yeah. but um, Calvi is on her up, so we'll see what happens there. And then, of course, speaking of Shogun, Shogun Rua is on this card, and he's fighting Paul Craig, which I don't know why. Terrible he, fight. I mean, that's. I don't know why Shogun's still doing it, but Shogun still decides he wants to fight. He was one of my favorite fighters back in the day, but that's Paul. That's Paul Craig all day in your sleep. You can close your eyes and make a bet on that one. Yeah, I hate to say it, but it is what it is. Yeah. Then of course, Brandon Moreno's on this card, which mm-hmm. against Roy Val. That's a great, great. Oh my God, that fight <laughs> sliding under the radar, but mm-hmm. that is a fight there. Roy Val, you know. Been on his come up, and mm-hmm. he is a mm-hmm. quite the dangerous guy. He's, he's, he's been pretty active this week. This, 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 he's been this whole COVID season. Yeah, yeah he's, he's been, been pretty active. But Moreno is, has been one of my picks back in the day. But he's kind of slowing down a bit, mm-hmm. from what I can see. So we'll see what just, happens there. And then Joaquin Buckley, mm-hmm. the guy with the flashy KO, the KO of the year, uh, KO of the year um, candidate, going up against Jordan Wright. Which um, I heard some things about Joaquin Buckley. That I was like. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't quite like. I mean, it was coming from one source, so. Mm. But apparently, he's not too liked in um, New Orleans, in his hometown. 
What? Well, I mean, and again, I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm hearing this. I learned from one source. It was me kind of talking about it. It's kind of mm-hmm. spreading yeah. it. It may, not, it may be true. It may not be true. Mm. But apparently he, this is why he doesn't have like a, a, a camp. Because mm. he's always bouncing around from gym to gym because he, he doesn't like to train, train. He just likes to spar. Mm. So he just goes into like, you know, gyms and he just wants to fight guys. He doesn't mm. want to yeah, yeah. train with guys. He just wants to fight, fight them. Mm. So a lot of people don't like to train, don't like to work with him. Mm. And I say he's kind of a cocky guy, whatever. And it didn't help that he got this KO. And now he's <laughs> like, you know. Well... Whether well, true or untrue, if that's the case, I mean, UFC is a place. It's coming from what's his name? Um, is your, is where you get where you go, like, go to get humbled, honestly. Yeah, so UFC vet. Um, gosh, what's his name? Drawing a blank. But he has his own gym now. Mm. It's um, a lot of those. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. Oh man, it's just Thompson. No. But that was a good guess, though. He, he he's 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 in that vein. Um. Mm. K him the K thing or ends with a K or whatever. Mm-hmm. At any rate, but even even he said he, he said he would fight him. <laughs> like he, he doesn't get, he doesn't get the UFC Sunday mm-hmm. contract. He he would fight him. But he doesn't mm-hmm. he doesn't really fight anymore. But yeah, just doesn't like him. Yeah, interesting. He said nobody in like you know in his mm-hmm. gym or in New Orleans is like the talk like he, he doesn't like the train. He just likes to mm-hmm. fight people. Just one way. I mean, he has a decent record. So, but I've seen his interviews and he see, he seems a bit humble to me. In the interviews that I saw of him, mm-hmm. so I was like. Maybe just putting on. Maybe, maybe they got a different vibe. Maybe they got a different vibe, bad vibe from him. Yeah. Maybe, maybe maybe he's changed. Who knows? Number of things that could you know. Yeah, but it, all that aside, he seems to be must see TV. So it's gonna be good to see him mm-hmm. again. Fight on this one. Then you have Shevchenko's sister fighting as well. Oh, yeah, Shevchenko's sister is fighting on this against mm-hmm. Lips. Ooh, that's a that's. I like. And we should we should probably call her by her name, Antonia. Mm-hmm. Shevchenko, she's good, but she's not great. She's not her sister, and I think that's, a, that's unfortunately the issue is that mm-hmm. she's all being compared to her sister. But she's not that. Ariane Lipsky is no joke. She was she. I remember calling her name mm-hmm. on a past card saying that's one that's one person to look out for. Mm-hmm. And I think it could be a long, a tough night for um, Shevchenko. So we'll see. And then uh, Daniel Rodriguez against Nicholas Dobby, which I think was supposed to be this on last week's card, but they rescheduled it for this. Rescheduled one. it because I really was looking forward to this one because I really like Daniel Rodriguez. So it was good to see this fight actually still going on. And then on your early prelims, well, Alan Joban making a comeback. Mm-hmm. Did not know that. Huh? That's news. Joban, because Joban, we haven't seen him for a while. He's a long time, yeah. Took mm-hmm. some time off of UFC. I mean, I follow him on you know social media. Mm. Surprised I didn't know he was fighting. It's gonna be interesting. Jared Gooden again, and then there's Kyle Dacus against Dustin. Uh, from the Ultimate Fighter. Oh wait, from um Contender Series. From the Contender Series, yeah. I think I remember him. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely look more into that. And then one of the Kosi brothers. One of the Kosi brothers making their their debut. So mm-hmm. this card is gonna be a good one. It's actually a pretty good card. Yeah, even looking even at the prelims, even on the early prelims, or it's gonna be good. Mm-hmm. Let's go watch this one from the from the early prelims all the way through. Yep. Good fights all the way. Good fights all the way around. So, yeah, I guess um, Sister in Law is definitely in for a treat this week, I think. Yeah. Can't wait. The only challenge, though, of course, is the time change. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, being here in the Virgin Islands. Yeah. I, I mean, don't know if she's... These cards are going to be finishing pretty late. Because I think... I mean, I think she can, but I don't know if her husband can. I don't know. I don't, I, I, 
he, he, he enjoyed it. He yeah, was into it. it. Yeah. But I don't think he was into it as, as much as she's into it. And then now you factor in sleep, like because it's gonna be finishing late. That could play a whole different factor. Yeah. She may not even get to see Sephiroth fight, which she she really wants to. But mm-hmm. we'll see. I'll give her the heads up from now. See what she does. Oh, you know, so she knows what she's getting herself into. But yeah, I mean, this weekend should be great. Great fights uh, on the horizon. I mean, the card looks absolutely stacked. So, um, with that, I think that's pretty much it. I mean, yeah. episode forty in the books. Uh, thank you guys for continuing to listen and support. Um, please feel free to you know share the podcast with your friends. You know, if there's anything here that you mm-hmm. think could be valuable to others, share it. Whether it's a good idea or whether it's any other our uh, our content. Um, stay safe out there, of course. Be good to each other. Isaac Boys out. Fight Talk was recorded from the Isaac Boys podcast. You can check us out on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Beaker, you name it, we're there. Check us out. Enjoy listening to the podcast? Well, consider becoming a supporter. As a supporter, you can directly support the podcast with monetary contributions, ranging from a dollar to ten dollars, based on your budget. Your monthly contributions will ensure that we can continue to do what we love doing, bringing you great content. Go to anchor.fm forward slash VIVN to find out how you can become a supporter. All contributions are greatly appreciated.